Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good, good. Yeah, things are going pretty well. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, all that stuff. Yeah, we still got a few more days of the Christmas season. Yep. Yeah. So the, so the octave ended, would be te- technically Saturday? Uh, the first or? The first was the Friday. So Friday. Okay, Friday. So we went Friday to Friday. That's the octave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So? Inclusive of Christmas and the uh, Feast of Mary, Mother of God. So. Okay. And yeah, the Christmas season ends this Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we start the first week in ordinary time. So uh, we'll be reading from the first week in ordinary time, first week. Uh, we never celebrate the first Sunday in ordinary time because it's always the baptism of the Lord. But So is, so technically, if we're getting very like... Very technical. Very technical. So Christmas ends would be Saturday... Actually, the, with the, like, the baptism with, of the Lord is included in the Christmas season, I believe. Okay. I believe. So it's one of those tricky things where it's like, there's no Sunday of this week, kind of. It's not included in the season, but um, we are in the first week of ordinary time. So yeah. Okay. So next Sunday would be the first Sunday of ordinary time, or do they just, just they, like... They jump right to second. That's just a second. Yeah. So, so It's kind of goofy that Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you're one of those people that follows, like if you have one of those Roman Missal things, and then you're following in there, it's like... What happened on the first Sunday? You know, just disappeared. Yeah. Okay. And, and then that's funny. It's funny because so we'll have this little brief time of ordinary time, and then after Easter, we'll jump back in. But it doesn't always. It kind of you have to. I always forget like how how it sequences. Like it's like sometimes you miss like a week in there or something. It's like where did where did that week go this year? Like, <laughs> so I have like like second through like fifth week. Or like weeks in ordinary time, yeah. and then you'll get back, and, and it'll be like seventh week in ordinary time. What? Yeah, what happened to six? You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's they, kind I, of funny. It's just something I've noticed. I haven't studied it to see exactly how it goes or whatever. But yeah, sure. But probably because Ash Wednesday falls on Wednesday, you know, you kind of have that funny week. It's like okay, sure. Yeah, That's uh, those little Catholic things. The little Catholic things that nobody. Probably cares too much about, but if you're the the little nerdy Catholic calendar guy, you're all about it. <laughs> oh, I think I want celebrity. <laughs> I, I think I think hopefully sometime someday I'll be able to like that can be my that can be your role my title yeah <laughs> nerdy Catholic calendar guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, d- did you stay up till midnight uh, for the, the, new, on new, the year? new Year's no no I was I was I was not. I actually, I stayed home. I had several invitations to go out, and I thought about it, but then I was like, nah, I'm, I'm just ready to have a quiet night in. And yeah. It, I, it was nice, actually. Yeah. I think I was asleep from like 10.30 to 11.30, and then you woke just up. on the couch. Sorry. And then I woke up. I was like, oh, okay, now we can go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the older I get, the less. It's like, yeah, it's just another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just another day. Uh yeah, um, I guess is there anything going on this week in particular that we should uh, talk hey, about? Not, not really. We have a funeral tomorrow here at St. Lawrence, and we are doing our faith formation again starting this week. So tonight is our first week back. 
and we had our first week of um, our CIA, Intro to Catholicism, whatever you call that, um, learning about Catholicism. Uh, we had that last night, so we're back on track with both of those events during the week, so continue doing that. So Yeah, so just kind of getting back into the groove yep. for a yep. little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, would you uh, open us in a quick prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, as we uh, are here, we ask your, your guidance and your blessing on our conversation. We also pray for uh, the, our parishioners. We pray for those who might be fearful or anxious or worried, those who are lonely, those who um, have challenges right now that they're facing, that they would come to you. In our reading from the gospel today, we are reminded to trust in God always, um, to put our trust in him. And so we ask for that grace to put our trust in God in all things. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, women and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So what are we talking about today? Uh, today we are talking about... Uh, a couple different things, right. but kind of stemming from this idea of of the new year, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know I think there's a very natural part in the the changing of the years where you know like a lot a lot of us will will go back and think of like oh you know all the stuff that happened over this last year mm-hmm. and looking forward to the next year like there's just a very kind of natural I think human element to the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that causes us to look like kind of look backward and also look forward more than we normally do throughout the normal calendar. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so maybe, maybe do a little bit of looking back, uh, looking at 2020, what, what a, you know, a weird year. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, but then also, you know, there a lot of people will do New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very popular thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's becoming less popular or if I'm just getting to the age where I <laughs> don't don't care. Don't, <laughs> don't care as much or, yeah. um, or I I think I you know I've come to the realization that I can make changes at any point, not just mm-hmm. um, when the calendar changes. But but there is just really, like there is something about it. Yeah. That is like, oh, like I, it kind of feels like a fresh start a little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, th- there are kind of all those different elements to it. Um, but uh, are, are you a, are you, have you ever been a New Year's resolution guy? If I was, it was sometime in college. I can't remember exactly. I think I think I may have a few times tried to do some things, but the time that has always worked better for me is Lent. But yeah, um, but. That's only maybe more as I've as I've been an adult, um, but yeah, I I I feel like there's a lot of talk about New Year's resolution, but I don't run into a lot of people who have like like really experienced good experience with that. Like, oh, it was yeah. really. It seems more often the fact that people are frustrated, like, oh, it didn't work out, right? That yeah. lasted a week or what? It's like, oh, but I think there are people who genuinely look at the new year and kind of say. I want this year to be different, and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know if they use the language of New Year's resolution, but they, they kind of say I'm, I'm gonna exercise more, or I'm gonna pray more, or I'm gonna, yeah, sleep more, use media less, you know, and and that's these are good desires, yeah, and I like I think there is something too that it's right after 
all of the kind of ho- like the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. You, and so you kind of binged a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like really from like Thanksgiving till like you know after New Year's. It's like you know I probably gained <laughs> at least five to ten pounds during this <laughs> sure. month and a half. So yeah. I need to make a change. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's something maybe there too, especially with me. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, yeah, I think we can all relate to that. I mean, weren't we just talking in the office yesterday? Somebody dropped off some goodies, and we were all kind of like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, but I think Steph was trying to pound them off on you, and then you were trying to pound them off on me. And yeah, yeah. We're all trying yeah, to. We, we thought about the sisters, but then we had pity, and we thought they probably get all kinds of things. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, th- th- there is there's something. And, I yeah, I don't know if, like, there's definitely things like, oh, I want to implement something this year, but I don't know if I really think about them as a New Year's resolutions or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I've always had a very... Uh, or ha- have a, have had a lot of interest in like productivity or like habit like habit forming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've read a number of books. Um, couldn't tell by my life, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but it, 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 it is always something that I've like found interest in. Is that the one o'clock whistle? Yeah, yeah. It's the, so the I, don't, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's it's the the, the first Wednesday of the month. Oh, so yeah, the, there, it is, there it is. So yeah, if you can vaguely can maybe hear. Quiet. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. That's yeah. Probably shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> Get distracted. But yeah, no. I. Um, it is always interesting to try to, and almost inspiring sometimes to read books or, t- uh, to hear a talk or something about trying to improve my all these things as you mentioned productivity, habit building. All I mean, it's it's a very human thing, and there's a there's certainly a human psychological aspect of those things, right? That on a on a human level discipline is really important in our lives and a lot of those things seem to come down to basically discipline do i have the ability to say no to myself uh and do i have the ability to kind of say i'm going to continue with this i'm going to stick with this so yeah those are if we can do that we can do a lot of things in our lives yeah and i I think there is a very kind of spiritual component to it also Mm -hmm. because a lot of that like like normally when we want to bring discipline into our life or we want to become a better person, you know, I, I feel probably very few people started like a new year or new year's resolutions. Like, you know, what? I want to be worse this year than I was last year. <laughs> I'm just going to let myself go. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't think people like actively have that thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that probably does happen, but, uh, but people aren't like, I, I want to be worse. What can I can, what can I do to be a worse person? Yeah. Uh, so everyone wants to be better. since so, uh, yeah, I think like that. That is very. It's an innate like, desire. Yeah, it's it maybe may like like a truth is mm-hmm. just like all of us want to be right. better than we are. Yeah, Matthew Kelly uses the the language, the best version of yourself, be yeah. the best version of yourself, and so strive for that. And yeah, I think I think it is deeply rooted in us that we don't want to be a slouch. We don't want to be a, a bum or whatever. Like we want we want to be. Uh, noted for our our virtue and our uh, tenacity and our workmanship and all these things we want to be noted for those things not for our laziness and our slouchiness and our non-committalness and and yet those characteristics come out right sometimes and i think a lot of people face um the not only the frustration of like oh i failed again but then the the sort of backlash of like i'm never going to overcome this i'm never so 
there's definitely a spiritual battle in a sense that that we fight as human beings. I think, and and our culture is kind of unaware of that aspect, like that's that there there are demons that, like, how sad is that that that's your job as a demon to go around and and try to convince somebody that, yeah, you're you're a terrible person. You're never gonna. But that's that's a, that's a reality, right? That there's, uh, we have the angels and we have the demons, and they're both working to to influence us and. So who are we listening to? The more connected we are to Christ, the more we are living the life of of the church, we are more protected from the evil influence and more uh, drawn into the the good influence of the angels and Christ and so forth. So, yeah, it's a real deal, and I don't think sometimes as a culture we're super aware of that aspect. I mean, there's the psychological just when you screw up or when you mess up or you look at the scale or whatever it is for us, um, we can kind of be like, oh shoot, I'm not doing it so hot here or whatever, and uh, but then the the demons can definitely jump in on that and start to kind of drag us down and and, and people don't always think of that like, oh, I'm not alone in this thought process that's going through my head right now. Yeah, and I I think that that's a yeah that's a really good point because we rarely think about that because it's it's one thing to be like I'm not the person that I want to be mm-hmm. or like I'm not currently the person that I want to be or. Mm-hmm. You know, or or even just something of like, yeah, I, I like I should probably lose five pounds, or mm-hmm. I should be more productive, or something like that. But mm-hmm. then it's another thing to go like, oh well, I'm just not good enough, mm-hmm. or um, like I'll never be the toxic shame or, or yeah. kind of self criticism versus the the constructive criticism or the admitting of like, I'm not where, like you say, I'm not where I want to be or I'm not doing as good of a job as I could or should, um, but I'm going to keep trying or I'm, I'm going to work at that. I mean, that's a different, has a different feel than like, oh, I'm just never going to be what I want to be, you know? So. Yeah, and how like one of those things is like from, from God and can be like a grace mm-hmm. to actually realize like, oh, I need to uh, be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's can be from God. Yeah. I think, and then, I, th- I think I've heard it uh, on the spiritual level. I feel like I've, I don't know if the language of like guilt versus shame, like shame yeah. is toxic. Yep. Guilt is like, you know, helping us to know that we've done something wrong. Yeah. You know, I think Father Mike probably talks about that. I can't remember if he uses the word guilt, but he, I know he uses the word shame. I think that's, um, I think, is that uh, from JP2? Because I, I know, like, I think I read Love and Responsibility Could last year. I wouldn't be surprised. And he was, yeah. was kind of talking about how, like, guilt versus shame. Because guilt, yeah, hell, like, it helps us know that, like, it doesn't really feel good all the time. Yeah. But at least it's not toxic. Yeah. Whereas shame, like, that's self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And we talk about Catholic guilt, and people say that all the time. But I've always kind of wondered, like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, because guilt can be good. And is that what you're saying? But usually it's kind of used in a negative sense. And I'm thinking more often it's like shame, like, oh, I didn't go to church enough or I'm, my Catholic guilt is kicking in and I, I need to be a better person. Or, yeah, it's like, know, that might just be your conscience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes the language isn't always, the language that we use as a culture isn't always very precise. But um, Yeah, and, and I feel like guilt has kind of a negative connotation to it too. Yeah. Um, just in the today's culture, like you shouldn't, like, like don't be guilty don't, about don't anything. Guilty. Yeah. Eat another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, sometimes it's good not to have have the other one. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah. Do do you feel like uh, I just kinda thought of this. Do you feel in your experience or have you noticed 
like an increase in like people like either coming to like confession or like coming to church or mm. like making appointments with you like during like the new year? Uh, not noticeably. Okay. I noticeably for confessions, there's always like the Advent and the Lent confessions. It seems like, sure. at least in my experience, in my seven years as a priest, that's what I've noticed. People come at those times. Um, I think people are always, like you said before, they're, 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 we're always striving to be better. And so it kind of takes something for people to kind of want to take that step. Like I think about my own life even. And one of the times when I've tried to take a step, oftentimes it's when I've failed or when I have fallen short that you kind of kind of get the resolve and you just say, you know what? I got to be done with this. I got to, I got to, I got to get over this. I got to, I got to move on or I got to just get this under control or whatever. And we, we desire to take a step and we take action in some way, you know, like I, I need to stop watching TV. I'm going to get rid of my TV. I need to stop um, wasting time. I'm going to get rid of this app on my phone or whatever it is, you know? And so usually it's after some failure that I've, had the resolve to say, I need to change this behavior or whatever it is, habit or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And uh, it's interesting to think that way because it's like God is working sometimes through our failures more than our successes. Because when we're successful, um, we tend to be like, yeah, things are good. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And I've got a lot of confidence in myself. And that's not necessarily bad, but um, we can forget to continue to ask God for the grace to, to improve and grow and or even just continue on in in uh, the the state that we are in. So yeah, and I think that's kind of where like the guilt or shame thing comes into because when you're like, yeah, man, I need to like get over this. I need to. It's kind of realizing like, man, I'm not where I should be, and mm-hmm. so this will. Mm-hmm. It kind of like helps pr- propel us forward a little bit. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could speak to this more than I could. As a layperson, the only ever time times I went on retreats was like in college a few times and I wonder like the clergy are required we're supposed to not every clergy does but we're supposed to go on a yearly retreat Um, it's a canonical retreat so basically a time to just step away from everything and be with the Lord and kind of do a little looking back looking forward introspection all that take a step away from everything and just kind of see how things are going and I feel like as priests we are sort of trained to do that on a pretty regular basis. Um, Again, not every priest does or not every priest makes use of whether it's spiritual direction or fraternity group or retreats, Uh, but it's something that I feel like we have the occasion to have that be a part of our lives pretty regularly, at least on a yearly basis. I'm just wondering what it's like for the laity because I feel like that's one area that we could do a lot better in the churches to try to offer some way for the laity to engage in that process of introspection, looking back, looking forward in a healthy way versus like just, yeah, you guys figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I guess, I've, yeah, I went on a handful of retreats in college and then post-college when I was, you know, doing work with, with Focus, we, that was kind of built in mm-hmm. also. Um, so it's kind of like my job, but now... Yeah, um, since you've been working for the church, probably not. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't. You and worked on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and actually, there was probably maybe a couple of months ago, I was talking with one of my like 
buddies who he, he just, you know, he worked, he's a physical therapist and he was just, he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go on, on a retreat. Kind of see that. And that was kind of my first, I was like, man, I haven't even thought about that. And I guess I, like, I would feel pretty comfortable or like competent to be like, hey, you know, like I want to like this weekend, I'm just going to like do my own sort of like retreat thing. And I, but like, I, I think I could do that. Mm-hmm. And most people could probably yeah. do that for the most part yeah. without being super, you know, guided in that. Sure. Well, you're also but, signal. Like I think about all the parents and people who are even married. Sometimes yeah. it's my time is not my own to some degree. Yeah. And yeah, but I, there's a difference between like sitting at your house and sort of doing a t- retreat versus mm-hmm. going like to Pachaman Terrace or somewhere where you're yeah. like super like into this silent retreat or a preached retreat or something like that. And I don't know if we could provide that for everybody, but my last assignment, one of the things I tried to do is have some kind of parish, you could call it mission or retreat every year. And just to give people a chance to kind of reflect on how the, how the year went is going or how, how I'm doing and all that. And I don't know how effective it was, but it's something I had kind of have yeah. a desire to, to encourage people with. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's, I think it's good. And uh, yeah, it's probably something that there are like kind of current, just, it's not really part of our current, like Catholic culture, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like universally. Yeah. Like, I, I would agree. You know, it's just not something that, we really do and it's almost like we're trying to like um i don't know do do a lot of other things or just like hold everything together that we're like you know we're just not i don't not, have time to go on retreat yeah yeah which which i like i i think that's that's real too i think like a part of it is maybe is definitely the the church like we're not doing a good enough job of like offering that mm-hmm. but then also on the other side like sometimes when we do offer stuff like that and nobody shows up. Yeah. And so, and, so, and that's an experience too that I had yeah. is like people would say, Oh, like you're going to do that again, aren't you? And like, this is the one time this year. This, we scheduled this, we t- talked about it for months, and you thought you liked the idea. And then when it came, you just didn't show up. And it's like, Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I can't, can't recreate this situ- this event every week or every month or, couple times a year and that's kind of sometimes the the sense you get from people is like oh you're going to do it again right like let's i was it sounded like a great awesome thing people talked about it like it was good but i couldn't i didn't go like well you know (laughs) sorry yeah Yeah. and so it's 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 tough because there's you know a bunch of different parts of it and and i like the world like it's just busy Mm -hmm. and i I think you know that's one of the maybe the graces from 2020 and the like everything going on with COVID is that people aren't as busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe but the, maybe that's a good transition. Though. So, so m- maybe this is like, I don't know, like a good time to try to do something like that, but, sure. uh, but I, you know, it is something that like when the world goes some, you know, in back to normal to a certain extent, like uh, what's going to stop it from just getting just as busy. Yeah. Right. Um, again, did we learn the lesson? Yeah. 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 So, I would I would say that's definitely if we were to look back on 2020 I I would say that's definitely one of the things that I've heard people say and I've experienced in my own life to some degree is just letting go of some of the extra stuff mm-hmm. and not being so caught up in going from here to there to the next thing but 
taking time with your family, taking time with, um, you know, just trying to step back a little bit. I think one of the tensions that I heard about or saw or even experienced myself was like, okay, I'm not doing all the stuff that I was doing, but am I just filling it in with like media usage? Because I mean, I forget, but it seemed like during the shutdown, people or different companies were saying like, oh, we'll have free streaming or we'll give you this or give you that. And so it's like just this encouragement to just be in front of your screen all day or, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, like you can't be with people. Well, this this is one way you can fill your time. And I don't know how many people bought into that and how many people didn't. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe we all tried it for a little while and said, no, this is not good. Or maybe we, I don't know. So, I I mean, I definitely, there was a few times where I was like, uh, what what should I do? And um, kind of the restlessness, dealing with the restlessness. Um, and media is always a temptation. I mean, that's partly why I don't have a TV. Is I just don't, I don't want to spend my way, my time that way. And I could easily do that. So, um, you know, finding finding other more constructive things is is always healthier for me i find so not that it's i mean some people are able to balance things more often i feel like for me it's kind of like the cookie thing that we talked about a few episodes ago yeah. like if it's there it's, it's like oh i don't have a lot of power to resist so it's better if it's just not there you know and so sometimes we just have to know ourselves and say i just got to be have some boundaries here but that's a challenge if you live with a family or a spouse or roommates or whatever, because now I don't have as much control of what's present, you know? Yeah. So I can sympathize with people who, who struggle with how to balance their lives. So for me, it's somewhat easy because I'm, I'm the only one. Yeah. Yeah. You can control your environment. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's that, that advantage. There's other disadvantages, but there's that advantage. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think for, especially maybe a year like this that there hasn't been a, like a ton of positives for, probably for, for, for a good amount of people. Like how do we maybe find, uh, like find the positives through that yeah. or, uh, or yeah, like look, like look back and be thankful for maybe even just things that weren't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I think one of the things to think about is that we're always being formed, we're always growing, we're always developing. And sometimes that means we experience challenges. So for instance, like the division we've experienced, whether it's in our parish, in our family, in our nation, that reveals something. Like why is that division there? What What is, what is it? Um, is it pride? Is it... Um, sort of self-centeredness or like I know better, you know, all these kinds of things. It, ex- I mean, I think the 2020 has done a, a lot to expose some of the, whether it's, you want to call it the evil in our hearts or just the disorder in our hearts or the brokenness or whatever you want to call it. And it's, we can, what are we going to do in front of that? Like some of us and probably all of us have to some degree have shoved it onto others. That's their problem. It's their fault. That's why everything is so bad. And instead of looking at myself and saying, yeah, I got some things. Like I, the reason why this is hard for me is because I, I hold on to this thing that I want to be right on or this discomfort that I have with whatever, you know. Um, and so maybe this year has exposed a lot of wounds or a lot of, things and it's showed us who we really are to some degree the ugliness of ourselves and that we need salvation we need 
more grace in our lives. And so it's not a bad thing to see our brokenness because kind of what we just were talking about, the, the, the temptation to distract ourselves is so present in our culture. And we just run from one thing to the next. And we're so busy that we don't ever take time to reflect. We don't ever take time to look back or to look forward. And we don't even acknowledge this dis- destruction in my own life or this um, these patterns of judgment of others or just letting loose on others. You know, I don't know if you saw that. Um, there was a documentary about, like, Facebook and all these other things. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Um, I... I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I've just heard about it. But but yeah, it's the uh, social the social dilemma. dilemma? Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's basically just talking about how social media has polarized us because it basically feeds mm-hmm. what you want, and so you kind of, if you were in the middle, you start drifting whatever way you kind of desire the news that you get and the comments that you get. I don't really use Facebook, so I don't know how that works, but it's all kind of pushing you. T- more towards one pole or the other. And so we find ourselves in these camps where we no longer can dialogue with one another. And so, again, is that a bad thing to discover that about ourselves? Only if we don't respond to it. Only if we don't, uh, I mean, if if we just say, yeah, we're divided. Yeah, we're we're less obedient. We're less uh, selfless than we thought we were. If, If we can acknowledge that and say, yeah, we need that that's we need to work on that that's a good thing right that's a good thing to have been exposed and enter into it and say okay how how do we uh bring this to the lord and ask for his help so that's one way to deal it another way would just to continue to distract ourselves or ignore ourselves or be on this polar this uh, polarizing thing and say i'm not gonna acknowledge anybody else's view but mine so um I don't know. Does that is that making sense? I I feel like that's one thing that wasn't great, but it it's not a bad thing to realize. Like we need to work on that. Yeah, yeah, and and to kind of realize like we're still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite like it all. like you know, the world end. there was a lot of really bad things that happened this year, but there, there was also some some good. Mm-hmm. And realizing that like yeah, but like that does mean that like like we can fix things and we can be better yeah. as a nation and just as individuals yeah. or as families or right. as a parish. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think w- one of the hardest things for me was during the shutdowns, not having Easter was like, wow, this is hard. I mean, not having people at mass was difficult, but then just getting to the Easter season and Easter itself, the Easter vigil is like my favorite mass and not having, I think I had like 10 people there, like had some musicians and camera guy and a server and a deacon i think or something like that and it was like oh like yeah we're we're filming this so people can be present but it's not the same as having everybody here in church and having your candidates for rcia go through the process and become you know catholic and baptized and all that so that was i would say that was a low point for me (laughs) just uh during that period um you know, it, it was it was challenging. Um, you know, I, I imagine for the parishes here, just having a switch in pastors, that's a pretty traumatic thing to some degree. Not a traumatic maybe, but just a it upsets the apple cart in a way because you have the old guy leaving and the new guy coming in and they just have different ways of doing things. We, we're different people. We have different ways of approaching. So 
as on a parish level, I'm sure that's a disruption. And especially in the middle of all this yeah, COVID you, stuff. You can't really say bye and you can't really say hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be challenging on a, on a for the parish family, I would think. Um, for me, it was I, personally, but I don't, you know, I think I feel pretty settled now. But I, I went to visit my former parish this uh, Monday, Sunday night, just visiting some parishioners and they were all saying, how's it going? How are you doing? And I said, well, I feel pretty settled now, but I'm still waiting to meet a lot of my parishioners. I don't know who they all are. I, I, I take it there's a lot more out there, but I don't know. I haven't met them yet. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a reality that is challenging this year. But, I mean, I, I hear over and over, over again people talking about, I miss my family. I miss my friends. I miss going out to eat. I miss um, just talking to people, you know, being with people and, so I think we're all longing for that human connection and maybe that's something that we'll work on as, as things open back up, hopefully. So, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully not, you know, not take it for granted and be able to, uh, yeah, just to actually like enjoy other people. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> how, how for you? Any, any low lights or highlights or, um, things you take away. I, I I would say like I like like going out and doing things, but I'm also a really big homebody. Yeah, same. So right away, I was like, "This is great." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, not that you know, like the world was like shutting down, but 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 it's like I mean, I like staying at home and like I'm pretty content to be by myself mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like that's just i don't know just kind of who i am so yeah for the first maybe even like three four weeks i was like pr- pretty content <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um but then after a while i think like i just got super comfortable and uh just like lazy sure. with uh like root like good habits that i had built before that mm-hmm. and um and I think there's just a little bit of just, you know, that kind of like sloth and just like spiritual like mm-hmm. laziness. And then, you know, when it comes to like work, it's like, oh, well, things will get done when they get done. We don't need to rush things or just stuff like that. Uh, I think it was just it's just easy to like get into that sort of mindset with everything. Sure. Yeah. So uh, and then I think with just uh, I think, yeah, it just kind of seeps into everything, just, you know, different relationships and mm-hmm. just with. Uh, uh, and then and then it's like all of a sudden is like. October and I was like, where did those months go? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I probably could have been a lot more, um, just productive as, yeah. uh, like just with my life. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but, but, but again, there wasn't all bad. I think there was some just connections with, with, uh, with kind of like old friends that mm-hmm. we kind of reconnected, sure. um, or being able to like go deeper with some, you know, current friends and stuff like that. So like there, there was definitely, the good and the bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. One of my good priest friends, he's here in Duluth, Father Tony. He's an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I'm kind of like you. I'm a homebody. I I'm usually pretty content. Uh, I like being around people, and I kind of seek it out. But uh, I'm just almost as happy some most of the time just to be like, oh, okay, I'll read a book or I'll go for a walk or whatever, and. But somebody like that, that's an extrovert, like he's like suffered this time. It's been, yeah. it's been really ch- challenging for him. He's, he, uh, I don't know if he wouldn't want me to say this, but he, 
he says, I've, I've been more grumpy or short with people or whatever, just because he like feeds off of other people. I, I, I mean, I don't have that experience as an introvert exactly, but, um, so I, I imagine there's a lot of people that kind of fall into that category. Um, I don't know. Is there a statistic of how many people are extrovert versus introvert? I would, yeah, I'm, I would I'm imagine sure. most people are introvert, I would think, but maybe not. Um, so anyway, you know, those, those people have suffered in some way. And, and I think a lot of us it, just feel less connected with people in general. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, some people have been very disconnected. You know, I haven't gone out of my house. I heard somebody say something like, I haven't uh, filled my gas tank in like three months or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, So I I have not been that isolated comparatively to others, but it sounds like some people have really, really isolated mm-hmm. and maybe for good reason, whatever, that's their choice. Um, but yeah, that's, that's challenging. I, I feel for our homebound who are used to having people come and visit them, yeah, I I feel for them like gosh, they haven't had people coming regularly or if at all for nine months. Yeah, or, or people who have had like a loved one pass and they weren't really able to say goodbye. Right, like that. I can't even think of what yeah. that would be like. Yeah, when we were kind of in the depths of the shutdown or right afterwards when they weren't letting people visit in the hospital or nursing homes or whatever, it's like people were dying alone. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the nurse was there or maybe the doctor was there, but no family, no friends. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. So the, there's stuff like that, too, where some people, have, like, have to mourn through some of that mm-hmm. where they haven't probably b- really been able to. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, you know, that's yeah. that's a whole, whole other level right. of stuff. I mean, it's it kind of harkens back to a different time in history when we didn't have the mobility that we have now or the mm-hmm. communication that we have. Like, people would just die and be like, oh, so-and-so died while you were away and you wouldn't hear about it until you got home or whatever. So we've kind of gotten a taste of, like, that but kind of in an artificial way and um, we're not used to that we're used to being able to be there or to go and visit or to keep this person alive until we can be there you know so it's it's uh it was a different taste for us i think as as a modern culture yeah do we want to look ahead at all yeah we can look ahead 2021 what does it bring any predictions Uh, you know, ho- hopefully the sun rises tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a good thing to hope for. Yeah, I, I don't know. How, how, how about for you? Is there anything that you're maybe looking forward to? The one thing that comes to my head is maybe getting a bishop. Yeah, that would be that would be, be, a, be a, a you know a light. Um, Do you want to take a little uh, shoot for a date or something? Should we? T- we you know. Uh, I, I, or like when when people will do like a point like, spread or a <laughs> yeah like an over under yeah. or like it, 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 if somebody's pregnant and they'll they'll like yeah. take bets on yeah, like which day, or which day. Yeah. We, we 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 should do something like that like whoever gets closest to the day gets, gets the a pot. prize yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they get the food that the people bring to us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I I share that sentiment I hope hope it's soon we've been praying and hoping for a long time and um i would kind of hope that this spring sometime in the spring between now and like march we'd hear something but who knows um yeah so that's that's definitely a something i hope is remedied this year um i'm hopeful that by this summer we'll be able to kind of do things normally at church you know yeah have have 
get rid of the blue tape and just have people sit wherever they want. You yeah. Know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not confident that's going to happen 100%, but I'm hopeful. So. Yeah, 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 and I I I share that also. I think it would be yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to get people um back to to where people feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh being around other people and coming to mass. I I I think that that's something that is maybe kind of been ingrained in us a little bit over this year is like almost being afraid of people. Yeah. You know. And yeah. so to, to be able to start to yeah 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 i've I've resisted that i I don't want to be afraid of people and so i've resisted that but it's it's definitely there and i see it in other people and even like when you meet somebody you're like do i shake their hand no no i don't do i you know so all those kinds of like normal uh, cultural things have kind of shifted away to a more sort of distant almost like i think of like cold norwegian culture like we don't we don't share our feelings. We don't talk to one another. We don't look at one another in the eye. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. my, my grandfather would always make that joke because he's Norwegian. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful that there'll be some reversal of of sort of the, the patterns that have been established. I don't know how that will shake out, and I don't I don't have any clue of how how a culture how culturally that happens. You know, how do we re-engage on that level? I don't know. You know, I'm. I'm hopeful we can get rid of the masks eventually here, but who knows when that'll happen, you know? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things I'm hopeful for. I don't have any predictions of exactly when it's going to happen. Um, yeah. I think I'm hopeful as a parish that we can keep trying trying to understand the parish and trying to understand the culture here and trying to cast a vision. I feel like I'm right now I'm still kind of in the intake mode of like receiving data and yeah all that and and it's kind of a weird time to do that anyway so yeah but um yeah yeah it'd be, it'd be nice to have kind of uh like social events at the church yeah. again yeah you know and I, I mean i would think for you to like <laughs> like looking forward to actually meeting people yeah. and yeah. getting to know Definitely. like some some of those people um but also be able to like have people connect with each other mm-hmm. um you know i think Especially in person, because it, it it is it, it's it's not the same mm-hmm. like over the screen. It's just not. Yeah. Um, it can be good and it can sustain us, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, but you know to, to to be able to have you know have events have events to be able to to feed people yeah. and get, like give people what they need, and not to have to think of, think through everything so carefully of like well, how is that going to work? How are they going to social distance? How are they going to you know should we have can we have food? And if we have food, like, is it individually wrapped? And all I mean, all mm-hmm. these little things that you never had to think about have it's become so much work that you kind of say, oh, let's just not bother, you know? Um, and, you know, Zoom, God bless it, it's worked for some things. But every time somebody says, oh, let's have a Zoom, like, I don't know if I should say this, but there's like Chum does all these Zoom meetings. Oh, and they're yeah. always sending out invitations like, oh, we're going to Zoom about this and Zoom about that. And like, I do not want to do Zoom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna meet in person someday, um, I'll jump in at that point. But I just, ugh, limited as possible mm-hmm. with with that stuff. But yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll we'll see uh, changes and we'll move forward into this new year. Um, you know, well, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's. Um Something I was thinking about this morning was uh, there's 
this um uh this guy blessed Solanus Casey oh, yeah. who who is from Superior I think he grew up right, right or he grew up in somewhere in Wisconsin but he lived part of his adult life in Superior mm-hmm. and um he had uh, like his saying was uh, thank God ahead of time and so that's something that like I kind of I was thinking about this morning I was like I need to like just keep that in my in my mind and in my heart over this next kind of couple months in this year is just you know whatever does happen like like god is there and he has you know he's he's behind it and so we have to yeah you know know, have that expectant faith and gratitude it's a good good reminder you know that we have hopes but we also just say okay lord what is your plan and i thank you for whatever it is and help it help me to cooperate with it yeah yeah it's good was there something else we were supposed to touch on? I forget. No, I, th- I think that was it. Okay. I think that was it. Uh, any any closing thoughts? Well, just uh, encourage people to to live in the hope that comes from Christ, not in the disappointment that we sometimes experience in ourselves or in the world around us, but to keep trusting that even in the midst of everything that's happened this year, and we can know that God is at work in our lives, and so trust in that. Trust in the Lord to, to get us where we need to be, even if it's kind of a swampy walk right now. <laughs> Great, well, it's th- very inspiring words. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep stepping. You know? yeah, yeah. Keep moving. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Father, and thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will see you again next week.